All right, folks, we are back. This is the part two that I was promising you all. And as of course, here we got Colby in a very popular location when he is not with us. He is on the road. Colby, how you doing? Yeah, man, I've been, been driving all day, but uh, good. Doing pretty good. A lot of big news the last couple days. Sorry, I couldn't be on there with y'all uh, last night for part one, but glad we're getting to do just a little quick thing here. So lots to get to with all the coaching changes and playoffs starting uh, tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Playoffs starting. It's going to be a very... As it, like Christian said, it's going to be a very fun playoff. We went once we got to the games through after our takeaways in the first part. So Colby, you don't have to worry about takeaways here. We're going to be just talking and recapping any news that happened uh, on this Thursday, and not much has happened besides the big question that that answered itself really fast is the New England job is already taken because of Gerard Mayo and and stipulations that was in his contract saying he was pretty much the next man in line. Um, Colby, what are your thoughts on the Gerard Mayo and I guess Belichick since you haven't had a chance to really react to it yet on the podcast? Yeah, I mean, yeah, so it's, I was, I was kind of 50-50 on whether or not they should actually, they were actually going to go through with letting Belichick go, but obviously they did, so I mean, He's the greatest coach ever. It's crazy to see. At the same time, there's also probably time. Um, I thought it would have been fine if they kept him as coach, but you had to get him out of the front office, and so maybe that's – I don't know if that's what ultimately did it or not. But um, I think it's very interesting. I'm excited to see what the new – the Patriots in their new era now. Pretty much all semblance of the dynasty is gone now. I mean, I don't have very high expectations for them, but I'm fascinated to see if Belichick does get – one of these other open jobs or if anyone any coaches disappoint this weekend and get fired um so that's gonna be a fascinating storyline to watch but it's, it is crazy to see Belichick and Nick Saban also retired the day before so just a wild week for for a long time legendary coaches Pete Carroll obviously got fired too so or stepped down whatever um so yeah it's crazy to see like the change in the tide of the coaches um so yeah that's I mean it's just Changing world, Mike Tomlin now the longest tenured coach. <laughs> yep, it's Tomlin and Harbaugh, man. The last, the best, the best rivalry too, a coaching rival, I would say, in the NFL as well. So that, as long as that's still around, I'm not complaining. But Colby, you hit it right on the right on the doorknob there. That was one of our, that was Christian's number one takeaway, and it was <laughs> the coach color guard change, the changing of the guard. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy how it all went down, really, in the last what. 48, 72 hours now. Um, yeah, all just, yeah. Big names, lots of openings. It is crazy. Yeah, and pretty much, Colby, yesterday we were just talking about all the coaching situations. Sure, we were, you know, talking about potential teams that didn't make the playoffs and all that stuff. But, I mean, when you think about it, yeah, you got all these coaches staying. And I'm going to give you one of my takeaways here and everything since we're going with the coaching news cycle. The Bears keeping Eberflus, Colby. Um, that's a lot of questions for me. Uh, I feel like now we don't really know what to expect for the field. Are the Bears going to go back to their old, are they going to do the same Bears tradition cycle where they keep it, keep the coach, get a new quarterback, then kick, kick the coach to the curb the next season? Um, thoughts on the Bears keeping Eberflus? Yeah, I mean, I was surprised. Um, I knew there was kind of some buzz right before the season ended that they were going to keep him. I'm I understand it because I guess he did kind of get that defense playing really well. They did improve as the year went on. Um, I would have still probably moved off him just because, I mean, they would be 
maybe the most attractive job because you get Caleb Williams in. Uh, they have assets. They've proved down the stretch they have talent. Um, and there's just a lot of big-name coaches out there now. I mean, they obviously – I don't think Belichick would have been the right move for them. But, uh, I mean, I think Harbaugh would have been a dream for the Bears. I don't know if he's going to even want to go to the NFL or not. We'll see what happens with that. So I was a little surprised, but um, not shocked. I, I understand it. I think it's I, – I agree with kind of what you're saying. It is dumb that if they do draft a quarterback and then they're bad this first year, then they fire him. It's kind of like – just a chaotic thing that keeps switching out coaches when you're trying to develop a quarterback. Um, so he better perform next year, but he, I guess he'll have a good chance to. Um, I thought I was a little surprised, but not not shocked. Well, I, I was, I had to be honest with you, I'm not surprised either because they did finish strong. They didn't win the big game, though, and that was why I was a little bit surprised. Like, they didn't win their proverbial Super Bowl, you know, that some people in the media were hyping up. Uh, I think uh, now it's more, like I said, I, I think for the question of whether or not they're bringing back fields or not, I feel like that needs to be answered sooner than later. Unfortunately, we won't probably get that answer for months. And like I was telling Christian, I'm not looking forward to hearing all that call. All that con- talking for the quarterback yeah, yeah. and all that. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not looking forward to like it. the most popular sports show topic this <laughs> offseason, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's how the – that's one – that's a coach that's staying, I guess you can say. Um, let's go to a coach, Colby, that probably caught this whole podcast by surprise. One that really we had, we wanted to talk about, yes, last night. But, of course, you were busy. But, Colby – Mike Vrabel got fired from the Titans. Not let go, fired. And, well, Christian will have his own saying for you when you meet him next Thursday. Yeah. But <laughs> I was making yeah, fun of it. I didn't think it would actually happen. I, was, I mean, yeah, I was stunned by that. He, he was right. I got to give him credit. That was a hell of a call by him. I texted that to him. Uh, when he texted me, I was shocked by that. Sounds like it was a lot of, like, ego. Maybe there was kind of some between him and the front office, not sure exactly what went down, but yeah, I mean, I think that's a disastrous move by Tennessee. I mean, he's the best coach on the market, I would say, unless, I mean, if Harbaugh's available, him and Belichick, like, that's a great candidate, so I was stunned by that, yeah. Um, I was obviously wrong on that. I, I thought that would be ludicrous for them to fire him. I think it doesn't make any sense. I don't really know where Tennessee goes from here. Like, who are you going to get that's better than Vrabel? That doesn't really make any sense to me at all, but you know, Christian was right. I got to give him props on that. Um, I'm interested to see where Vrabel ends up, but yeah, that was that was stunning to me that, that they ran him out of town. That that's going to set them back because they're going to be looking up in that division now with all these promising quarterbacks and hotshot young coaches now. Unless they nail this next hiring, but they nailed the Vrabel hiring, so that's tough to to get on a great coach. So yeah, I don't know, man. That was that was stunning. Props to Christian. That was a wild <laughs> call by him. I mean, I think uh, I think we we both were. I mean, like I said, I was more on the fun side of it just because I I was poking jabs at you at the beginning of the season how poorly they were going. So I jumped the wagon quick, but that I, I'm more stunned that it actually happened as well. And you hit it on the doorknob. Some people are reporting that it was because he took a he went to the red jacket ceremony in the middle and his bye week and everything. So and they did not like that. Yeah, that's what they said. That's why they said it was a big reason. Yeah, that was my, that might have been one of the big reasons some of the reporters are saying. So, yeah, they let him go and everything. I'm surprised just because that they were working with barely 
anything, really. I mean, they yeah. kept getting injured, yeah, and he kept... Was not, yeah, it was not his fault that the team was as bad as yeah. their roster is That too, you know, the GM moves and all that. Like, it was not his fault. So, completely agree with you on that. You really hit it on the doorknob there, Colby. So, let's give you a, give you a bone here. Um... I had this fun take last night. You just mentioned how great of a coach Vrabel is and just how many good coaches there are out there that you can get. Um, so, there's a lot of pressure on a certain team, in my opinion, to make the right move and keep their interim guy in the Raiders here, Colby. I said there's a lot of pressure on the Raiders to make the right decision here. I personally still believe they should just go with Antonio Pierce. Colby, what do you think? Christian says the Raiders aren't going to do the right thing. So first, that's what the first I question mean, should be. What do you think, that, Colby? I mean, that's not a crazy guess to say that the Raiders won't do the right thing because they say they <laughs> never do. So that's probably a pretty safe bet by Christian. Um, yeah, I don't know. I would probably try to stick with Pierce just because, I mean, if, although the interim thing, I understand that doesn't work out a lot when you hire the interim coach. So I understand why they wouldn't want to do it. But I also don't think, like, are the top candidates, like, are they even going to want what they want Vegas? Vegas, I guess, is it's definitely not the worst job. There's some, I mean, Carolina's the worst job by far. Um, oh, yeah. It's not the best opening, but it's it's, a, it's an okay opening. Um, I mean, who knows with the quarterback situation. There is some talent there. I, yeah, I mean, I would probably hire Antonio Pierce, at least give him a shot, and I'm guessing you could get him on a cheaper contract than some of these other uh, some of the big names. I mean, unless you can get Harbaugh or Vrabel, if they if, they, if Harbaugh or Vrabel would take it, I would do that. But um, I think that's I mean that's a long shot. Probably I'm sure they have their sights set on other jobs. Um, and Harbaugh may not, may just stay at Michigan after winning it all. So who knows? Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Antonio Pierce would probably be the best move. How well that team played for him and how they fought for him down the stretch. He seems like he's beloved in that locker room. So I think that could be a good change. And like you said, with Passaccia, people wanted them to hire him and saw what happened when they went with McDaniel. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you on that. Hey, there we go. Uh, thank you. I, have a, I got a little support, some needed support that was uh, missing from last night. Um, there you go, Colby. Um, all right, got one more takeaway here. This one's less about coaching, but this is more just about discussing a team and riding them off for the season finally. Um, it's going to be the cornballs that Christian has dubbed on this podcast, the Bengals. Colby, oh. they got an interesting offseason. This is what this was actually my number one takeaway and everything going into the podcast last night was that, how much the Bengals are going to be having a very, I think they're going to have one of the harder offseasons that will set them back. Um, and th- also, we just ended up turning it into how we don't trust them to make the right decisions in Cincinnati when it comes to it. When you think about all the players that they got on, uh, that they got to pay. I mean, you got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, um, Joe Mixon. So they got a lot of decisions they got to start making here in the Bengals. And I don't know if you heard the things that Jamar Chase was saying. They weren't the best things. They weren't the prettiest things, Colby. <laughs> they weren't the prettiest. So what do you thought? What are your thoughts on that? And just that take right there, Bengals having a bit of a challenging off season ahead of them. Yeah, no, they definitely do because I mean they're more than likely going to lose T. Higgins unless he's willing to take a big pay cut to stay with them. I mean they're in a tough spot. I give them a little bit more confidence than than you all had do, just because I feel like this current regime 
that has built this team and with Zach Taylor, they've done a much better job kind of building it out around Burrow, even though they have had their issues. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough. Losing T. Higgins will definitely be a huge blow, obviously, if they more than, they more than likely will lose him. Um, but, I mean, I, I think they'll still, I mean, as long as Burrow's back healthy, that's the number one thing. If he's back healthy, they're going to be right there in the mix next year. Um, so, I, yeah, I think they'll probably lose some pieces. Their roster overall may take a slight step back. But, I mean, they just went, they still went 9-8 and eight this year in spite of losing Burrow for half the season and in spite of all their drama and their issues they had because uh, of injuries. So I, I think they'll ultimately be all right. Uh, but it will sting to lose T. Higgins. But. Well, Colby, when you have, I guess, your quarterback coming out saying that he's a top 32 guy and can start on any team, I mean, it's really nice to have two of those, right? <laughs> you talking about Jake Browning? Yes. <laughs> we, I'm, just, I'm just trying to give you some of what we uh, what we were talking about last night whenever we had these t- topics. Um, yeah, Colby, so as we're wrapping up here, I don't know if you have anything that caught your attention that I missed, but, uh, um, yeah. Uh, not really. I'll just say... Um, With the, uh, I mean, with the Gerard Mayo thing, it's interesting because uh, I didn't really react to that. I, as far as them hiring him, that doesn't surprise me that they did that. I know that's kind of been the rumors for a while that he's sort of been the coach in waiting. Uh, I don't love that hire just because I feel like it's going to be more of the same defensive guy, and they're about to draft a rookie quarterback. Maybe he'll be a great coach. I mean, who know? Who really knows? But I think it would have been a better idea if I was them. See, I would have wanted to uh, to start fresh kind of outside the Belichick's coaching tree. Um, that's just kind of my thoughts, but, I mean, you never know. It might uh, it might work out. I just thought it was – I would have wanted to go just with a whole fresh start. I think it's interesting that you just said that you would have gone completely outside of the coaching tree. So that means you probably would have said, probably if you were – let's just say you were the person making the decision here, would you have passed on Vrabel? Probably. I mean, Vrabel's tough would have been tough to turn down. But, yeah, I, I would have liked to go. Because he never coached under Belichick. He's played for him, obviously. So that's a little different. I mean, Vrabel would be tough to turn down. I would. I couldn't have faulted them for going Vrabel. But, yeah, I would have wanted to go a complete fresh start. Mm. Um, but, clearly, I mean, this was their plan, and they feel good about it. So, I mean, it might work out. We'll see. And, Colby, I would like to ask you a quick question between these two coaches. Which one surprised you the most here? The Bears keeping Eberflus or Vrabel getting let go? Oh, definitely Vrabel getting let go. Really? Yeah, I, I thought Christian was crazy for saying that, so I did not see that one coming. Yeah, definitely that one. Um, yeah, I, I'm not like completely shocked that the Bears keep, kept Eberflus. I thought it was kind of 50 50 almost. I wouldn't have done it, but, um, yeah, I definitely know Vrabel thing. All right, and to be completely <laughs> honest, we barely touched on this here now. Um, I mentioned it on part one that Pete Carroll, that that's when he stepped away, I guess stepping up. Too, yeah. yeah, that was the one that actually, that was my second takeaway. That was, um, that was a shocking one for me. I, I did not see it coming because, I mean, for God's sakes, did they really think they were a contending team up there with Geno Smith? Yeah. I mean, I feel yeah, like... I Yeah, like that's a, I feel like that's an accomplishment, you know, and Instead, they offered him a position outside of coaching, so that way, you know, he can go off into the sunset. Um, 
it really surprised me, man. And it's going to be interesting to see who will take that position, who's going to take the coaching job for Seattle now, because they got a lot of young talent over there, ready to just turn yeah. it around if they get the right coach and right quarterback, probably. Yeah. No, yeah, I think I think they're in a tough spot because they're probably gonna, I mean, maybe they would want to move up in the draft, but yeah, I think if they they're a quarterback away from being, I think, excellent. Um, they're obviously in a tough division. Um, but I think yeah, they they that would be. So I was gonna ask you what you thought of the eight jobs that are open now. Well, I guess only seven now because the Patriots filled theirs today. So are the ones that are open, what would you think is the best job? Because I would say either probably Seattle would be up there. Um. Obviously, the Chargers, just because of Herbert, but, I mean, other than him, the Chargers are a mess. Yep. Uh, or Atlanta, I would say, because I think Atlanta and Seattle are kind of very similar. Seattle's, I mean, Geno's better than any of Atlanta's quarterbacks, so maybe <laughs> that makes Seattle better, but just because of the higher floor. But, uh, no, like, I was thinking, like, Seattle um, and Atlanta, they're pretty much ready-made if you can just find a quarterback. That's obviously much easier said than done. Atlanta has a higher pick, so, I mean, who knows, but... Ah, oh, man. Out of the seven current ones right now, I would say... Hmm. Me, personally, if we're saying... If we're going off the... Are we take, what approach do you want me to go in with this, Colby? Like, do you want me to go in, you know, a nice, favorable, cushiony job? my Or my Madden view, where I'm trying to pick the worst team to start my legacy here? Which, one, which view am I coming in with? I mean, what would, yeah, what would you just be the best job? Like, if you Best job, okay, so the best start. Which one will give you the all, best start? Um, you, you all, if you have your pick of all these jobs, which ones would you want to take? If I had my own pick. Okay, I see where you're going. Since the Patriots is off the board, I wouldn't have even taken them. Yeah, but they would have not been at the top for me either. <laughs> I would choose probably between Seattle. Uh, I wouldn't go to Atlanta per se they're very even though you do have the offensive star power but like you said you got a hit on the quarterback and Colby I said it at the beginning of the season this preseason quarterback I I would write I would go to this preseason quarterback if Vegas gave me a chance I I, I would go to Aiden O'Connell and I'd be like all right let's cook something up here kid let's do this thing I, I think I mean we got a good defense already I mean Antonio Pierce seemingly revived that defense because of the players rallying behind him and how good Max Crosby was playing with like one arm or one leg whatever it was I mean goodness he, he had a I feel like he should have a top 10 when we get to the top 100 later on into next season I feel like he should be in top 10 uh, conversation but uh, yeah, I would go. I would. I would lean Vegas or Seattle personally. I wouldn't go to L.A. just because, like you said, it is a mess on that. A lot of aging vets there. A lot of con- expensive contracts that you would have to get rid of, and then you would just be pretty much like the Rams of this past year, but with a lot less of a veteran experience. You know? Yeah. The Rams have better receivers, too. Like, the Chargers don't even have good receivers, really. Keenan Allen is good, but he's old and he gets hurt a lot. Other than that, they're kind of a mess of their receivers. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even think of it that way. I completely forgot about Devontae Adams. You're right. I mean, shoot. That would be a, it's a nice thing to have for your uh, young quarterback that managed to get past the season. I mean... That's something for Aiden O'Connell, man. I got you. Got to give him credit. I mean, he might. Who knows what the Raiders are going to do at quarterback right now? Are they going to go in for another guy? Is Aiden the guy? You know, what are your thoughts, Colby? We're talking about Raiders pressure to 
Yeah, where would he be on the guy meter Yeah, where would... I mean, I would say he's probably not the guy. Oh. He has nice games. He's not terrible. Oh. But, I mean, he didn't really do anything that wowed me this year. What? I mean, I have no problem running him, giving him a shot this year, especially because they were almost like they were 8-9, right? So it's not like that's the one thing. They won enough to where it's not like you're going to have a high draft pick to get one of the top top quarter three quarterbacks will probably go one, two, three. Um, and I would imagine Penix and Bo Nix will go fairly early, too. Maybe Penix will slip because of the knee stuff. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, I have no problem running it back with him. I don't know who. That's the thing, right? Like, who are you going to get that's better? I wouldn't feel great about it. I mean, like I said, if one of Penix uh, slid in the draft, I would take Penix if I was them. But, but if he's off the board and all the top guys are off the board, I have no problem running it back with O'Connell. He had some nice – he could have some nice games. He just – I just don't see anything spectacular. Kind of reminds me of Kenny Pickett in a lot of ways, but he doesn't move as well. So, I mean, he's fine. I have no problem with them running it back with him. I think that'd be cool if they gave him a shot. He did have some nice games, but I think a long term, he's probably not the guy. All right, here we go, Colby. 11 games, 2,200 yards, 12 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Okay, that's, I mean, that's a lot more touchdowns than Kenny Pickett throws, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, those aren't, yeah, like, that's fine. Those aren't, like, incredible numbers. He also had the, the game against the Chiefs, he didn't complete a pass for three quarters. Didn't have to. And there was the game against the Vikings where they scored zero. I mean, that was a tough Vikings defense. What do you expect? Those are tough, yeah, those were very, those are situational things that you just said there, Colby, for my quarterback. You know, you're okay. honestly proving my point. I think I might be going okay. to the Raiders. I'll give him, I'll give him this. He's probably... What, is he the second best guy of all your quarterbacks, your weird quarterback club? Maybe third. I guess oh, he's probably like in the top four ish, I want to say. I, I haven't done a re. Top three, probably. Because obviously Minshew's number one by far, by a mile. No one's even close to, to him. The rest of them, I mean, Heineke stunk this year, so I would say he might be ahead of Heineke. But Heineke's had more, has been in the league longer, obviously, and had some nice moments, so. Yeah. I don't know. That's what it's usually based off of. You have to sit down and really, uh, during the offseason, and really uh, graph this out. Yeah. Instead of focusing on these pyramid (laughs) graphics, I need to actually sit down and make this AI bar graphic full of backup quarterbacks. I really, it's something that I've been speaking of for half the season now. I think it's (laughs) past overdue. Uh, As I'm looking at the available teams here. I'm trying to think. None of them are in the playoffs, right? So. Yeah, I was about to say, Baker doesn't count. Uh, unless yeah, somehow Mitch not. Trubisky starts playing games, but I'm not really a fan of him. I uh, don't think, yeah, I don't think Mitch was ever in it. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm not a fan of Mitch. Skylar Thompson is a Dolphin still. So, and unless DTR oh, comes in. I forgot in. about Skylar Thompson. That's right, he wasn't. I was about to say, you got Skylar Thompson and DTR. One. Or no, 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 I take that back. Ellinger's definitely the worst one. Oh, yeah. Ellinger by far the worst one. Well, he was just there just based off of Longhorn credentials and everything. Um, didn't feel I, I didn't feel as much hatred towards him as I do towards the guy that's coming back to Texas right now. Not too happy. I mean, I just want to see Archie, in my opinion. But that's neither here or there. Um, let's see. They also had Texas to their best season in like 12 years. Maybe it was the coach. You never know. You know? Maybe it was the coach. I mean, uh, definitely more the coach. In college football, the coach is always the most important. <laughs> I mean, like I said, that's neither here or there. Right? And I, I feel like, look, uh, if he does come back, it's fine. It's just 
Archie has all the attention. Everyone wants to see Archie. So just give us what we want. Stop stop teasing us. That's my that's the reason why I want Archie. It's just cuz I'm like everyone else. I'm clamoring to see the kid play. I mean, even though we've heard terrible even though everything we've heard about him seems like he's still developing and struggling a little bit, but I still want to see it for myself. If I see him struggle, then I'll be like, all right, put Quinn in. I've seen enough, you know? Like, all right, I see why. I see why you benched him last season. Like, that's all I'm asking for. Give me a showing. I guess that means I'm waiting. I'm talking about spring football. And I guess that's what I'm going to have to wait wait and see. But uh, I guess since we're on the topic of college, I mean, shoot. We didn't even speak about him that much. We gave him a quick shout-out. But Saban. Yeah, I mean, there you go, Colby. And they already hired the new coach for him. It's going to be Washington's, uh, University of Washington's coach. So, they did get Caleb before. Okay. I didn't yeah. Even, I, it must happen today. Yeah, it did that, happen that, today. That's was, yeah. That's, I mean, that's a good hire for them. DeVore is a really good coach, but it's, gonna, it's obviously tough. going to be real tough to follow Saban. Yeah. Um, then the fact is, is like when the news came out, I feel like a lot of action have already, ha- a lot of moves have already happened in the transfer portal. I feel like it was what one of the top recruits already decommitted and switched where he wanted to go or something like that. It was crazy. It's crazy how fast people are already no, moving. Nuts. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be challenging for Bama. I was more surprised that the Washington coach took the job that fast after going to a national championship. Well, then you remember. The Pac-12 is pretty much the dissolved, so he kind of kind of don't have any reason, and it's the SEC, so you can't really blame him here. Uh, it's going to be an. I feel like it's going. I just I just laugh at how fast it was. Really, it's jacked up for the players at Washington, truly. But um, like you said, the way that's the way college landscape is. Um, do you see any SEC front runners coming out of this, Colby? Besides Georgia, of course. Like kind of like the biggest winners, you mean? Of yeah. Who do you think are the biggest yeah, winners? Yeah, I mean Georgia. So Georgia's going to be the top dog now, I would imagine. I mean they kind of already have been, even though they'll beat them this year. Um, I mean I don't follow college super closely. I know Mizzou is supposed to be really good next year. They got a lot of people coming back. They obviously had a great year this year. Um, mm-hmm. I mean yeah, it's, it definitely gives other opportunities to programs opportunities to step up. I would think LSU. And Brian Kelly could maybe take that next step, although they just had a Heisman winning quarterback, but they still Couldn't they still it. could beat Bama, so I don't know. Um, I don't know enough about college to really say too much. Hopefully Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin. I love Lane Kiffin, so they had a really good year this year. I'd love to see them oh, take there we go. step up. And it's twelve the twelve team playoff starts next year, so that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, so you probably will still see Bama in some sort of form. Probably not in the same strength though. But all right. We have uh, officially hit. Uh, do you have any more news, Colby? Before I move on. No, I think that was everything that uh, that I had. I mean, we don't really have to talk about all the firings. Obviously, Arthur Smith, Rob Rivera, kind of knew those were coming. Yeah. And that was next thing, and several of the jobs were already open. So. Yeah, that's yeah, what I said. Want to hit some playoffs before we go? Yep, and I know you're driving. You don't have your numbers with you. I did a quick week. I think I did it. This I think this was actually the first week Christian went one and two. So, you know, yeah, if we I, had two more weeks, we probably would have had them. I mean, we probably would have had them if we had two more weeks. One and two. I also went one and two. Uh, only the Packers uh, came through for me. You, actually, I lied, Jalen. I miscounted it whenever we recorded last time because I did have these up. Yes, Chris and I were one and two. You went two and one. You actually did it. I had completely effed up the math on Thursday. 
but you went two and one, and you you secured the perfect five hundred. <laughs> you, you went twenty six, twenty six and one. Let's go. Shout out to you. That's pretty impressive. The twenty six, twenty six and one. I'm writing that down. <laughs> 26 26 and one that is incredible dude oh my gosh we did it i can't believe we did i completely forgot about that yeah i don't know why I, my math has been off on some of these this year so sorry about that hey it's it's hard to keep track over 18 weeks man it sometimes is i have like i'm literally using a journal like we do, used to do in middle school um quick question <laughs> did james win the over unders or did christian oh, pull up the offset let me go to that. I gotta let me figure out the Don't math crash here. Don't that. remember, I folks. So let's see. He the only one I was waiting on was Seattle, which he did hit. So yeah, he went three and two. Uh, I was two and three. You ended up going oh and five. Uh, you, the, I think the only. No, I went zero oh and five because uh, what's no, it called? No, Jacks didn't get it. You went one and you went one and four because the Bears only won seven games. You had them under seven and a half. So you went one and four. Oh, thank God. Uh, and Christian, let's see, he missed on the Bills, hit on Broncos, so that would make it two and two. And, oh, no, so Christian and James tied. They both went three and two because Arizona also lost their last game. Dude. Arizona, if they would have made that field goal, Christian would have, it would have been Sully James. But, yeah, so you and I went, or I went uh, two and three. Um, and uh, you went one and uh, four. One and all right. Hey, hang on one second, Jalen. Let me uh, call you right back. All right. Yeah, All right. So, Colby, here we go. Perfect timing for you to uh, step away. Now we come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we got uh, playoffs. It's time to talk some playoffs here, folks. Um, we got two teams on the podcast that made it. Just like it was it? Yeah, just like last year. Um, but. It's just in a different format. On my team, my fellow Vikings did not put up a good win. Uh, I had them as my final thought last night, Colby. So if you ever wanted to hear that, go ahead. I just said how much Javi couldn't win one game out of that bit out of that brutal stretch. But anyways, well, they did win that Raiders game, but that one doesn't count, most people say. Um, anywho, ready for these playoffs, Colby? I'm ready. I'm excited. It should be an exciting first weekend for sure. Well, you're right, because the first game is going to be an exciting one. Of course, the first game of any Saturday wildcard action goes to the Houston Texans. And why not put them right next to the Cleveland Browns, huh? So we got... Yeah, back like they never left in their Saturday slot. <laughs> back in their Saturday slot, yes, sir. And it's the first... It's the early game slot. Do y'all remember that? It's the first game slot. So... The, the line is, when me and Christian recorded last night, the Browns were two-and-a-half-point favorites. So, Texans are the underdogs here, Colby. Who do you got? I go back and forth on this one. I really like a lot of what Cleveland has. And um, and I know we keep we wanted to talk about the, ma the magic of uh, Joe Flacco coming back to, to Baltimore for that divisional round. As much as I'd love to see that, I actually – I'm now going to take the Texans here just because they're getting points at home. And I just think CJ Stroud is, can do, can make some magic happen. These two teams played a few weeks ago when he was out. Uh, so the Browns rolled them, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, I, I like, uh, I like Houston getting two and a half here at home. I think they're well coached. Uh, Cleveland 
has obviously the better overall roster, but if Flacco's going to make some mistakes, he has thrown a lot of picks as much as he's also been good. Um, he's kind of been that gunslinger. Um, and I think C.J. Stroud is just excellent. He was Last week was basically a playoff game for him against Indy. He was lights out phenomenal. So I like C.J. Stroud getting the points at home. I'm actually, I originally thought I was going to pick Houston, or Cleveland, but the more I thought about it, the more I liked Houston in the spot. And see, that was your problem. You overthought, Colby. Uh, but you're not alone on this decision. Christian actually t- chose the Texans as well. I was the one that chose the Browns. I was thinking the Browns defense, they're going to come out there. It's hard for rookie quarterbacks. That team, Browns team has been to the playoffs before with Baker Mayfield. Some of the, those defensive players have been there. Um, and Stefanski has. So I really do think the Browns come in with that type of advantage, especially with the veteran quarterback. Um but then again, we have seen C.J. Stroud just have that dog in him and just that type of thing not really affect him, you know? So, yeah, that one's going to be – that's a great game to start us off here. Um, all right, next game on the line, Colby. It's going to be Tyreek Hill and the Dolphins going to potentially zero-degree weather in Kansas City. <laughs> the line when current when we recorded was four-and-a-half for the Chiefs as the home favorite. What are your thoughts? I mean, yeah, this is, as much as the Chiefs have had their issues, this feels like a slam dunk spot for the Chiefs. I, they got to rest their guys last week, uh, some of them. They're at home. They're much more used to the cold than Miami. I have no faith in this Dolphins team all year, really, even though they did have a good year. And it is, I'm glad Tua made it through that you're healthy and had a really good year. But in the cold weather, I don't trust Tua and this team at all. Um, and Kansas City's more physical. Miami's defense is completely beat up. Um, I think Mahomes will be able to do enough in the frigid temperatures, and I think my two and Miami are going to struggle a lot. So I'll take the Chiefs even minus the points here. See, my reason here is, yes, the game is going to be cold, but the Chiefs are also going to be playing in this game, and they're, they're still having receiving issues last I checked. Um, and you're going to go pretty much this game's going to be played on the ground, most likely. And... I just have trust in the fact that Mike McDaniels can cook up a good running scheme like he always does, and potentially they, using the speed of his players can get a, can get a, around an advantage of the Chiefs, and that is why I took the upset. I took the Dolphins beating the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Ah. Um, that was my pick. Christian did take the Chiefs as well, though, with you. So he loved the Dolphins, so that's not a surprise. Yes, I was about to say, I, I had to stick by my, my – I have to stick by my guy, man. I have to stick by Mike McDaniels, at least for this game, I will say. Um, I, I, I heard today, Jalen, one of the many – I just downloaded a bunch of podcasts <laughs> for my drive. Did you know that Miami hasn't won a playoff game since 2000? I did not know it's been that long. That's crazy. Because they've had a few good teams. Yeah. So I'm surprised by that. I didn't realize it's been that long. I guess so. I guess, yeah, that, those years were right, right. Let me guess. I'm just trying to think. They make the playoffs, and then they, I feel like their quarterback gets hurt on the last week of the season or something because that's what happened last year with Skylar Thompson. Pretty sure that's what happened with Ryan Tannehill one of those years when he won the AFC East and everything on the weird DeFranco teams. Uh, or am I thinking too far? I don't know. I don't know. I just remember Miami always having weird quarterback situations when they're in a playoff game, you know? And now they're in a playoff game where it's not a great situation for your quarterback to be playing for, especially when he's from Miami. Or he's played college ball at Bama, 
He's from Hawaii, and he plays in Miami. So yeah. <laughs> it's not the great best history of quarterback playing in the warm weather and I'm pretty and cold weather. And I'm pretty sure he's like 0 and 4. They said in like games below 32. So yeah, not the best, <laughs> not the best. But like I said, I'm more looking at the run game. I'm more looking at the run game. And the old man Vic Fangio still has something up his sleeve. That's what I had. Okay. We'll see. That'll be an interesting one, too. All right. So, moving on to the last game. I think this would be... No, this would be the first game because that Dolphins-Chiefs game is a Peacock game, which is dumb. But um, the the first game of the Sunday slate, that means we're going to, it's going to be the Steelers going to the Bills. Uh, the Bills, Colby, when we recorded, they were 10-point favorites. Um, I'm going to do a quick check myself here because last I checked, they said that there is hella snow and they're getting snow plows onto the field and all that type of shit. So I'm going to do a quick little FanDuel check here, folks. As always, the lines provided by FanDuel. Uh, please bet responsibly. Uh, the line has dropped by... Point five. <laughs> Ever since they announced wow. that there's a lot of snow on the ground. So, yeah, I saw it's like 60 mile an hour wind supposed to be too. It's going to be like a crazy game, weather Yes. So, Colby, this is your Steelers, obviously. You'll have the chance here to uh, talk about your whether or not they win outright or cover. And you can do, you can do both. But uh, go ahead and take it away. Well, yeah, I'm obviously going to take them plus nine and a half or plus ten, whatever it is. I mean, that's just, in that weather where both teams are mostly just going to be running the ball, I'm assuming, that's way too many points. Um, so I'll take the Steelers getting the points there. Without T.J. Watt, it's tough for me to see them winning outright as much as I would love to see it. Um, that's going to be a tall ass. Mason Rudolph getting his first playoff start. Shout out to him. He did a great job those last three weeks. We'll see. uh I mean, we'll see. They, if they pull off this upset, this would be one of the best wins. This would be the best win Talbot has had in years, especially without T.J. Watt. If they had T.J. Watt in this weather, I really think they could win outright. I would really like their chances because I do prefer playing Buffalo to Kansas City going into that Sunday night game. It was going to be one of those two. Um, so I think they'll hang around. I think it'll be a close game. It's tough for me to see them winning outright without T.J. Watt, but I definitely think they'll cover all right. I was about to say, I feel like with the weather, they're definitely going to cover. This is going to be a gritty, close game. Um, I, I agree with that. But, Colby, this will be our squad ride, first playoff squad ride here, uh, if there comes to any surprise to anybody on the outright. Um, yeah, Bills. Will be, I picked the Bills. Christian picked the Bills. Colby, I'm sorry. It was a good season. Bell, I mean, Tomlin managed to keep it together. Um, yeah, they got into the playoffs, you know. I think the Kenny Pickett thing kind of sours it that he wasn't good, but they made the playoffs, so you know. Yeah. You got an interesting offseason, though, because we did talk about yeah. the potential rumors. That, of course, there's always Mike Tomlin rumors every season, but uh, this one seems like they're coming more from Mike himself, maybe? Uh, Colby, what are your thoughts on these, uh, on the whole potential Steeler offseason, or do you want to save that for next Thursday? I won't go too much into it. We'll have plenty of time to talk about it. But, yeah, I'm fascinated <laughs> what they do. Um, if Tomlin really – so they're not going to fire him, but the buzz out there is that he might take a year off or he might he might be tired, which, you know, I mean, some of what he's had to deal with over the years, I can understand that. 
Um, I'm fascinated to see what they do with quarterback. The, from the rumors, the buzz out there is that they still are going to give Kenny a chance to be the guy again next year. Maybe it'd be a competition between him and Mason Rudolph. If Mason Rudolph like goes out and stinks it up and loses this game, then that kind of loses his luster for his little 3-0 stretch. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'd be interested to see if they bring in a quarterback. I mean, I would be very okay with them if they want to go for Justin Fields. I would have no issue with that. Um, I think that could be fascinating. There's not a ton of holes. They need to add a linebacker or another corner, definitely. Um, they got to get a little better on the back end defensively. They could use another weapon in the passing game. Uh, the line got a lot better down the stretch of the year, which I like. They could still probably use another tackle to replace Dan Moore. Um, but Roger Jones has been a stud for them. So they nailed last year's draft. There's not a lot of holes. And so if they can just figure out, they just got to figure out what to do with quarterbacks. So that's going to be the main thing of the offseason. So I'm fascinated to see what happens with that. All right. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, very well said again there, Colby. But we got your AFC uh, divisional round built. So before we get into that, it's time we move on over to the NFC. And boy, oh boy, Colby, you get yourself another bone and another treat here. Because after you talk about something tough, you get to talk about something you fell very fairly enjoy. I guarantee this is going to be hard for me to listen to for the next five minutes. But it's the Cowboys and Packers, Colby. They get the, they got the 4 o'clock Sunday game. Of course, the America's game of the week. That's where they love to put the Cowboys. Just like how they love to put the Texans on the first game of Saturday. Um, Colby, this is, a, this is a game that has a lot of Cowboys fans shaking in their boots. But uh, they are 7-point favorites. Uh, that, was the, that was the line when we recorded. Colby, what are your thoughts on the Packers and Cowboys? This is your time to, I guess... Go ahead and start your parade, because I told Christian that the parade is going to be starting today. So uh, let's go ahead and see the floats. Let's go ahead and get it out the way now, or am I going to have to wait? I won't go too much, because I've already done my victory lap on Jordan Love after uh, going into last week, and then he carved up the Bears and got to the playoffs. So um, I mean, I like the Packers getting seven here. I'm going to stick with them. I've been on them all year. It's going to be – I think they have a chance to win outright. They definitely might. Yeah. Um, I would love to see it. I'm rooting for that, obviously, because I really like watching Jordan Love, and he's been since Thanksgiving. He's been as good as any quarterback in the league. Dallas, and it would just be funny if Dallas choked again. Dallas, having said that, does have a much better overall roster. The Packers are still so young. They're one of the youngest teams to ever make the playoffs, um, and their defense is still bad. That's the one thing that gives me concern. Their Dallas is probably going to be able to move the ball very easily. I think this could be a tough, close game. You know, Jordan Love, he's got some, he's obviously got some of that gunslinger quality. He's going to let it rip. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I definitely like the Packers getting the seven here. I think they absolutely could win outright if Jordan Love is just phenomenal in his first playoff game and the defense does okay. Um, I think they might get the upset. We'll see. I'm definitely taking Packers with the points, though. You and Christian both got the Packers covering this game, but. Uh, so wait, was that a Packers upset or Cowboys win? I mean, I'll say Packers upset just for the hell of it. I don't feel super confident in that, but I definitely like the cover. <laughs> All right, so you will be the only one that means picking the Packers on the podcast to win this game, Colby, in advance. Uh, much respect much. for you on that one. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, all right, here we go. Right in the Packers in. 
But um, let's give them their flowers since I completely shat on them on the last uh, part one of this episode. They are a young team, like you said. So that means they don't know better. And that's why I, I think this is what I told Christian is that is the scary thing about it is they don't know better. Uh, that's yeah. just going to scare them. I mean, this is a, they don't, all the past to Packers history or whatever the Cowboys, whatever that may be. This is a different squad. This is a different era in there in these players mind. So that's the scary yeah. thing when you're playing against a young team, they're probably oh. not going to quit much quit. Uh, everyone's saying, yeah, the they got nothing to lose. They, it's already been a successful season just because they know they got their quarterback. All the pressure's on Dallas. Yeah, that's a good take, Colby. Yep, and that's why I, that's why I said this is an interesting game for the line to be at number at minus seven for Dallas. That's why I said it's interesting that they are that strongly, uh, that strongly on Dallas beating the Packers. Um, but anyways, quick te- quick question here, Colby. Which team yep. came in? With which team now, I guess you could say, going just because they made the playoffs, feeling better about themselves the most. Which team feels better about themselves, the Packers or the Texans? Oh, I'll say the Texans, just because they also know they got the coach and their defense is better than the Packers. They're both feeling good, though. <laughs> All right. Maybe the Packers feel better about themselves because of they won the Rodgers divorce. So maybe they feel better. That's a good question. But I'll, I'll say the Texans, just because of where they were compared to where they are now. Mm. I mean, they were the worst team in the league, the la- one of the worst teams in the league the last two years. Yeah, they technically did a worse the first, didn't they? Or Yeah. yeah. Uh, or no, I think the Colts were technically or No, no, they were worse. Yeah, because they had the number two pick. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they went worse first. Or, yeah, they in, did. Which in their division, crazy. yeah. Within the division, yeah. That's crazy. Um Shout out to them, and of course, shout out to Christian's takeaway. Jags, oof, just one win away. Um, yeah, Jags sure did fall apart. <laughs> yeah, that was a terrible take. Uh, for those wondering, that uh, that take of mine put the Jags far to make a playoff run. They didn't even make it. Uh, all yeah. right. Yeah, they're playing California. Next game on the line here, Colby. We got the Rams going to the Lions Sunday night football prime time. I said that is pure evil but excellent script writing by the NFL. Um, to put this game on Sunday Night Football is just going to be so, so dramatic. It's going to be awesome to watch. Uh, Colby, what are your thoughts on the game? The Lions are three-point favorites as of yesterday's recording. Yeah, fired up to see this one. I would say I think most people will feel like this is the best game. I definitely do. Um, all the script writing you said was Stafford going back to Detroit. First time they posted a playoff game, and who knows how long. I mean, I love the Lions. I'm rooting for them. I hope they win this game. But I'm taking the Rams getting the three points. They're red hot right now. Um, Stafford is cooking. Just because I trust them so much more because they have been there before. They've been there. They've done it. And the Lions' back end of their defense is still a big question mark. Mm-hmm. Um. So because of all that and the fact that they're getting three points, I like the Rams here plus three. I think the Rams probably win outright. As Rams. much as I'll be pulling for Detroit, I, I think the Rams might make a little run here. All right, so this is a Rams outright. May, may I confirm this? Yeah. Woo! Colby with back-to-back NFC upsets. Okay. Um, this one was a little bit harder to pick, obviously, because the closer spread and, of course, the fact that the Lions defense has been getting cooked lately. I mean, for God's sakes, they allowed Justin Jefferson to hit his 1,000-yard marker 
in the last game of the season. Um, but not only that, Nick Mullins can light him up. Anybody has, that has played this Lions team was lining it up. Um, and when you have Stafford coming in, he's probably going to have a field day. However, I still believe in the Lions, Colby. I picked the Lions to win this game. Uh, Christian also picked the Lions to win this game. So you are the lone wow. soldier picking on the picking. You actually are the you have a completely different NFC bracket. So I have to really, really make sure I do my math here. But, I have to go uh, out on a limb with the Packers one, but I hope that I'm right. I hope you're right too, just to spice it up. Because when you hear my playoff bracket, you would probably think I'm the worst person alive to devise of it to the America's team. Uh, anyways, uh, completely, I'm actually really surprised. I shouldn't be surprised, but because you've been actually very high on the Rams most of the season, too. I mean, you were, me and you were pretty good. We were good advocates of Stafford just letting it go as long as he plays. I mean, I said, yeah, that was, I'll give you credit there, Colby. All right, here we go. Final game of Super Wild Card Weekend. The game that has potentially coaching jobs on the line. Yeah. Uh, in both game on both teams, I guess you could say, depending on how you feel about Todd Bowles. Um, it's the I Eagles. Think Todd Bowles yeah, I think you might be safe. Um, Eagles are three point favorites as the recording of yesterday, as they go to Tampa Bay, hobbled, hobbled, I should say, to Tampa Bay. So, Christian and me went with the Bucks. Colby, what do you got? So this is tough. I like the Bucks here. I would have loved them. I would love them if Baker wasn't banged up, but he's clearly been hobbled the last couple of weeks. I mean, that Carolina game, they barely won. That was ugly. Um, yeah. So that gives me some pause, but also the Eagles are in disarray right now. They're, like As you mentioned, Sirianni could potentially lose his job with how bad it's gone off the rails here if they lose this game. They just feel broken, man. So I think even though he's injured, I'm still taking Baker getting the points. I think definitely covers. I still think the Bucks win outright. I think he does just enough uh, to take advantage of that bad defense. If he was healthy, I would be saying this with a lot of bass in my chest. Because he's banged up, it does give me some concerns. They've looked very shaky the last two games of the regular season. But I'll still take Tampa getting the points at home. As I just think Philly, they, do they even want Sirianni to still be the coach? Maybe not. That's, yeah, I was about to say, that's what the talk's been <laughs> lately. Like, Do they even want this? Like, it seems like just because he's made a couple of bad decisions with the new hires and that now they want to send them off to the races and everything, with especially when you see this coaching carousel, of course, we don't blame them. And it looks like, yeah, and, and I'll add to that, like, it looks like he may have, obviously the last two years he's been great, but he may have just been getting kind of carried by two really good coordinators. Maybe. Who both have, or look, be at least very good in Steichen's case, and I think Jonathan Gannon, was fine for his first year with the Cardinals, even though they were awful. Everyone knew that. So, yeah. I think he lost two really sharp coordinators. Yeah. And I want to defend Gannon a little bit there. Uh, better than fine. I think he did pretty damn good because I think they fought in most of those games. You know, they were pretty competitive for most of those games. Uh, I remember my favorite take was the Cardinals did the worst job tanking because they made every game competitive and everything. So, they did the worst tank job. And even though they still tanked. Um, all right, so let me do a quick recap for everybody here for Colby's uh, playoff picks. Colby, okay. you went with the Texans over the Browns. You had yep. the Chiefs over the Dolphins. 
And yep. you had the Bills over the Steelers in heartbreaking fashion. Um, Steelers Tomlin. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, hey, if this is any time for Tomlin to kick in his underdog, his underdog superpower, this is it. Um, especially with ten points. Uh, Packers. You chose the Packers over the Cowboys, giving Cowboys fans more concern of nightmares. Uh, Rams over the Lions and another heartbreaker. Goodness, heartbreak kid over here. Uh, and you chose the Bucks over the Eagles, giving us two squad rides for the playoffs here, folks. We got the Bills and Bucks, both being squad rides games. Um, I picked the Bucks That's mostly because like straight of up. yeah, and mostly like, because you said y'all y'all picked the Bills in the points, did you? Huh? Oh, we took the Bills in the points and just straight up as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Um. So yeah. So let's go ahead and move on. Me and Christian did a full run through of the divisional round and the championship. No need for uh, evaluating unless you need to. Okay? Alright. So, your first round, we're going to go for the divisional round. You got Baltimore versus the Texans. This is the same result that Christian had. You already know the result that Christian had. What is your result, Colby? Yeah, I mean, I would agree with him. I, I think Baltimore could certainly have their playoff choking thing happen again, but if it's Houston, I think that would be the ideal matchup for them of all their second-round opponents. Uh, that that This has obviously already been a home-run season for the Texans. That's asking a lot, so I'll take Baltimore in all my right. predictions. Okay, and uh, I got Baltimore as well beating the Dolphins. That's what I had, because uh, I don't think we need a really hard explanation. That game happened a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, your other AFC divisional game is a classic, and you'll also what? share this one with Christian. It is the Chiefs and the Bills going head-to-head, but this time it's in Buffalo. Colby, what is your pick for this game? You know, as much as I haven't liked the Bills at times this year, I'll take the Bills to finally get over the hump, having it at home, and because the Chiefs appear weaker than they've been with their receiver problems. Uh, I'll say Buffalo actually wins that game. Okay. Oh, okay. Hey, hey, hang on, Jalen. Uh, can I call you right back? I'll okay. Here you go. All right, go ahead, Colby. We're back. All right. Yeah, yeah. So I'll take the Bills to get that monkey off their back and finally, finally beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. All right. I mean, hey, you're the one that got the Bills winning this one. Um, in both of our Bills matchups, we both did not pick the Bills. So you're the only one having the Bills advance to the AFC Championship. Um, Christian had Chiefs beating the Bills. I had the Browns beating the Bills. Um, oh yeah, no, I'm telling you, man, I'm trying to cook up something. I, this is my application to be a script writer. Um, all right, and now moving on to the NFC, we got the Cowboys versus the Lions for me and Christian, and for Colby, we got the Packers versus the 49ers, which might be easier said than done what is uh what's your pick for that one there cole yeah i mean this is, packers would be in a crazy spot if they win this one that, that, that's asking a lot so that's probably the end of the line for jordan love so i'll, I'll take the diners there pretty easily all right and then rams bucks colby who do you got rams same thing with the bucks basically so i'll get i'll get the niners rams nfc championship rematch in my predictions from two years ago Another round two. Can it actually come to fruition? That's the that's the real kicker here, folks. Um, all right. So well, I write this down real quick. Your two a your two AFC, your two championship games are 
Bills versus at the Ravens. Um, or did we get to the AFC? Yeah, Bills at the Ravens and the Rams at 49ers, like you just said. Um, me and Christian had the same NFC turnout. We both agreed that it would be the Cowboys and 49ers winning the divisional round, Cowboys being the Lions and the 49ers being the Bucks. Um, which is a shame, but the game is played at home for Dallas, which that game really, really, it really shows that two-point conversion kerfuffle really was impactful. But anyways, ours is the Cowboys versus 49ers, so two classics for the NFC Championship. Um, Colby, which direction, though, are you going? And for, for the NFC Championship? Yeah, NFC. Niners, so mine, what are, where Niners, Rams? Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, that's tough. I do think the Rams could be a tough, tough matchup for the Niners, but I'll go with my guy Brock and say he gets it done in a close one. I'll go Niners, go to the Super Bowl. Okay. I know that's a boring pick, but they seem like the best team. It's not too boring when you consider the fact that Christian also chose the 49ers in his matchup, but I chose the Dallas Cowboys to beat the 49ers. That game happened a long time ago, Colby, before you get on me saying, hey, they played that game already, like you just said all about, what it, what was it, the Dolphins against the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, that is true, but it was a lot, 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 lot further down the road. So I'm going to say Dallas gets them, because remember, Colby, if you hear, if you remember wow. my rant, you remember my, my rant, it was the Cowboys will win the one that matters. I mean, won't win the one. I'm going to flip my script here. I said the 49ers. Cowboys would win this one because they would win. They wouldn't win the one that matters. I think this is the one that they will actually win now. So I'm flipping my script. Wow. Yes, I have a Cowboys Ravens Super Bowl, and Colby, you have a Ravens 49ers Super Bowl, just like Christian. So uh, even though you took a different path, I never picked a Ravens. Oh wait, never mind, never mind. Wait, wait, wait. Pause, pause, pause. It is Ravens Bills. I completely forgot that game. Hang on, pause. No, Colby Ravens Bills. Who do you got? Because it sounds like you weren't going to pick the Ravens. The yeah, I was about to say, it sounds like you weren't going to pick the Ravens. I'll <laughs> take the Bills to upset the Ravens. I don't Ooh. have the same. I'm not doing it. It seems Ravens Niners seems just too obvious. I'm not going with the chalk. I'll say the Bills shocked the world and make the Super Bowl finally. And that's also my other reason why I had the Cowboys beating the 49ers. I didn't want a Ravens 49ers Super Bowl, <laughs> too. So, we got Bills 40. Me and you both agree that there's going to be blue in the Super Bowl. Um, I got Bill. I got, let me just recap everybody's Super Bowls real quick. Christian has the Ravens versus the 49ers. I have Cowboys versus the Ravens. And you have the Bills versus the 49ers. And so, Colby, the one that matters the most, who do you got winning the big game? I'll go with my guy Brock and the Niners. Ooh. Why not? He gets it done. Oh, okay. that's... That's just brutal for the Buffalo Mafia. Uh, that's just, that's heartbreaking. I mean, <laughs> one of these guys got to lose, and I don't know. That's a, that's a good, you're the, for you to find, for you to be the one to pick the 49ers and finally be put in front of my plate like this, I don't know how to react to it. I'm going to be quite honest <laughs> with you, because I was talking with Christian how Shanahan is starting to get a little bit of blame and everything. But it's hard to blame them because they're so always successful. But can they actually yeah. win the big game? And you right here saying, yeah, they're going to win the big game. And it's against the Bills. It does sound very likely. <laughs> it does sound, if it's the Bills, 
it sounds very likely and it just it would feel so so bad because i know myself if this one were to happen i would be rooting for the bills and it would just be a heartbreaking loss to put my name next to the bills and see that happen but good stuff colby you cooked up a good one nonetheless um yes sir I got the Ravens beating the Cowboys, and Christian had the Ravens beating the 49ers. So you are the only one. So I have a feeling that if we go to the Super Bowl Sunday, Ravens versus 49ers, you're probably taking the Niners. Well, I didn't say that. I don't know. The Ravens just always beat the NFC. (laughs) So I might feel differently if it's Ravens-Niners. We'll see. All right. Well, that that is a month away, and it's time for a quick recap for you. It's time for the locks, of course, folks. But first, Christian's dues list reminder. It's Travis Kelsey, who is going to be on the blacklist, he said, if he doesn't score. Oh, wow. Josh Allen is on this list. And Kyron Williams will be on this list. And then the classic revenge list is going to be all the names that you've been hearing throughout. It's going to be Tyreek, Stafford, and Goff. I told him if Stafford finds a way to get into the end zone... That that already means if you just take that as a straight, you already won your day of betting. So we got those, and then for the locks, Christian has his lock as the Bucks. My lock is going to be the Cowboys, and Colby, your lock is. I'll go Rams plus three. The Rams plus three, not outright, folks. He's saying they're covering. So sit back and enjoy the game. I'm taking the points. Certainly, a lock. (laughs) Hey, those points will make it a lock. There, that's what matters. You have to have the description. Um, I think Christian also took the Bucks plus three at the end of the day too. So, all right, I took Cowboys outright because this is a playoff game. All right. (laughs) Here we go. Colby, you are about to make it to your destination. So, (laughs) final thoughts, my man. Uh, all right, final thoughts. I'll just go quickly. Um, I'll go with basketball, and uh, it's almost all-star time. That'll be in about another month. But that's voting and stuff is going to start being announced for that soon. Um, so I'll just say I think you will make it, but my guy, our guy, my guy, Paolo, better be in there. He certainly deserves it. With the, he's had a tremendous season. Um, the Magic have fallen off a little bit. They're, they're still one right there in that playoff mix. Um, they're still a good team. And he's been the catalyst. He's been excellent this year. So my final thought is just let's, let's not snub him just because he's on the Magic. Hopefully Paolo will be in the All-Star game because he certainly deserves it. Wow. All right. All right. I mean, I, can, I like it giving, it giving the Apollo a little All-Star nudge. Um, <laughs> my, take, my final thought here, Colby, is the bad, bad people out West, those Lakers, dirty, dirty Lakers that we always have to talk about <laughs> somehow in some way, have managed to get their way into the DeJounte Murray talk. And it's speeding up, according to Winhurst. So, Interesting. I hadn't seen that today. Yeah, that is something that we're going to have to keep an eye on whilst the trade deadline is approaching. It's like, what, the beginning of next month? So we're halfway to it. It's getting closer and closer. But one thing's for sure, Colby, we had some good stuff on this podcast, even on the road or at home. Ain't that right? That's right. Very, very good stuff. Yes, Glad we got to do the first one. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the CJJC Show. Whenever you want more biased takes, go on over to our social media pages, Spotify, 
or wherever you can probably find a podcast if we have it up. And if we do, thank you for following us on social media. And then besides that, have a good one, y'all.